Greetings, listeners. Welcome back inside the Feral Zone. I am Renee Coleman, operating under cover of darkness from my undisclosed location in New Orleans, Louisiana. Now, the Feral Zone is a sister podcast to the Troubled Men podcast. It will appear in this space from time to time. And uh, this is one of those times. Now, uh, tonight we're very fortunate to have a terrific guest. Uh, wanted to get him on the podcast for a, for a long time. He's a, uh, a fantastic guitarist, singer, producer, composer, band leader. He's been the music director and guitar player with Tav Falco's Unapproachable Panther Burns since uh, 2014. It's a, it's a long time in the Panther Burn universe. He's uh, produced... Uh, Bunch of records for Tav recently, uh, uh, a Tav Falco Christmas, uh, Command Performance, uh, as well as Tav's Cabaret of Daggers record. He's also a very accomplished uh, uh, recording artist in his own right. He has an excellent release that came out last year of uh, an instrumental record called Take It Away on the ORG music label. And uh, he's uh, also played on the, the Panther Burns' latest release, the Nashville Sessions, recorded during their 2022 tour of the U.S. So without further ado, welcome the great Mr. Mario Monterosso. Welcome, Mario. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much uh, for having me. Actually, it would be more appropriate to say ciao, y'all. Mm. Since, since I moved from Italy here to Memphis, the ciao, y'all blending, you know. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, so, uh, uh, you know, you are, as you said, uh, up there in Memphis, but uh, you, you didn't come from Memphis. Uh, give us a little bit about your, your background. You, uh, you were born in Sicily, correct? Yes, exactly. I was born and raised in uh, Catania, Sicily. Catania is a uh, beautiful town on the east coast of Sicily, where I spent actually 30, 30 years of my life. So uh, I lived there quite a while. Okay. Um, and then I moved to Rome, where I lived other uh, 14 years uh, before moving to Memphis, Tennessee. All right. So you're, you must be kind of close to my age, actually, um, or maybe maybe a little bit younger. But uh, well, well, tell us about Sicily. You know, uh, in New Orleans, we have a, a lot of people that's, that say they're Italian. They've been here for generations, uh, you know, over hundreds of year, hundred yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. They, but, you know, the immigration phenomenon of 200 years ago had a lot of southern Italians, especially Sicilians. Right. I was going to say everybody in New Orleans that says they're Italian, they're really Sicilian. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and especially musicians, well, many artists. Yeah, is that, is that uh, something? Well, well, tell us about uh, the 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 environment of, of Sicily. It, it's I've seen uh, photographs and films. It looks beautiful, huh? Well, Sicily is it's it's an island. So you know, like every island, it's it's, it's beautiful, beautiful sea places. A lot of history in there, from Arabic to. Uh, you know, to Greek, to Romans, with a lot, lot of history over there. Right, right. That's and, the, the uh, place, the first place that uh, Hannibal, as he was, he was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. he landed in Sicily uh, to, yeah. to get to. 
Wow, you, you read about it. I know. <laughs> I say I'm prepared. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't learn that today. But it's something I happen to have in my back pocket. Well, that's that's cool, man. That's that's cool. And uh, well, uh, you know, my hometown, which is on, uh, yeah, as I was telling, on the east coast, is exactly in between the volcano Etna. Mm-hmm. And, and the sea. So we have the energy of the volcano that is very active still today. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and the beauty of the, you know, the, of the ocean, uh, the Mediterranean Sea, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Right, right. So, and I understand you come from a musical family, huh? They have uh, performers and... Well, actually, yes, somehow, because my mother's aunt who lived with us her, uh, all her life uh, was an opera singer, mm. uh, was an incredible soprano. I, ha- I have a bunch of records that she recorded back in the 50s in Rome. Uh, they are so fantastic in wonderful locations. And uh, my dad, uh, even though he was a, a, a lawyer and a professor, uh, at the beginning of his career, he was a journalist. Uh, and he used to do reviews for in, uh, opera, mm. uh, and uh, and he he liked jazz a lot, especially Louis Armstrong. So that kind of jazz, or talking right. about the the twenties, thirties, traditional jazz, uh, traditional sort of, yes, jazz, right, 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 exactly. And my sister, she's a piano player, classical trained. Okay. Um, my mother loves music, loved. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, no one apart from my grand aunt. Uh, I'm the only musician full time. Right, right. Well, so uh, you know, there's all this music over there. But uh, how do you wind up getting attracted to uh, these rockabilly and swing and that kind of stuff? Is, well, is... yeah. Well, you know, early '80s. I, I was still a, a child. I was nine, ten. But the early '80s, as you remember. Uh, there was that huge rockabilly revival, uh, especially around Europe, uh, and especially in UK. Uh, you know, the, the Stray Cats. They started right. out. They started out over there. You know, being produced by Dave Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were pretty big, or you know, 81, 82 over there. Uh, plus other incredible bands around UK, the Restless, the Paul Cats, uh, the Shaking Pyramids from uh, Scotland. But uh, those were the years in which all those MTV video, music video, they, they were, uh, you know, they were around all Europe. Okay. And in Sicily, we had a, an incredible... Uh, rockabilly scenario. Really? Uh, yes, huge, huge. And my sister had a rockabilly boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is I I got into that stuff because you know when you have that that age and uh, when you are a, a, a child and you see someone that you think that is cool, you want to imitate him, you want to mm. be just like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, my sister. Mm, you know, she used to take me around with her, even though I was, uh, yeah, 11. So to parties, to concerts. And so I found myself surrounded by this 
Teddy Boys. Okay, right. Teddy Boy Rock and, and Roll. Yeah, Teddy Boy Rock and Roll. <laughs> and uh, it was, was so wow. And um, the, the we had a band in season called the Ramblers. So these these guys with drape coat and uh, long sideburns, mm-hmm. uh, real Teddy Boys. I will send you few pictures and nice. you will never imagine that they're yeah. Sicilian. And um, so, yes, so for me it was a, wow, I, I want to be that way. <laughs> right. It's so interesting the way this uh, American music uh, can translate to, to other cultures. You know, I, I remember being over in, in Europe, like traveling around, you know, with, with the Panther Burns or, or some other band and, and uh, uh, you know, you go into a truck stop and have nothing but American country music. Yes. It's like all the truck drivers love American, German truck drivers love American country music. Yes. Well, you know, the um, American music had a huge impact on uh, uh, European music, especially, you know, from the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Well, but still today, uh, you know, Europeans look at America like, you know, the birthplace of, the music in general. Right, right. Well, so now did they have uh, other people, uh, guitar players that you were studying with uh, to, to learn to play this music or you just uh, learn it off records? Uh? Well, uh, well, uh, there was this guy, his name is Vince Manino. He's a, a still very active. He's a great guitarist. Uh, no, he taught me uh, kind of few leagues at the beginning, mm. but I never studied properly at the beginning, at the beginning, my teachers were the records, the tapes. Uh, I spent I don't know how many hours on on records sure. and, and tapes. I think you, I, I bet you did the same because we're the same generation. Right, right. That's that's how we had to do it, man. You know, yeah, and and just to to have a cassette player where you exactly could, uh, we didn't have it. we didn't yeah. have YouTube or tutorials or you know seeing others playing that stuff slowly uh, right, right. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah somehow but, people still learn to do it you know it's like even going back a couple of generations before us before yeah. tape or, or tape recorders guys had to like put the needle down on the record exactly try to, try to get one more measure as that thing went by the next time <laughs> and then and then put it back on the needle, try to try to get one more measure the next time. Yeah, you know? but let me tell you, I, I, I believe that still today, the best way to catch the attitude mm-hmm. uh, is playing on top of the record. Yeah. Uh, along with the artist. Because, you know, yeah, sometimes uh, you see these this young uh, musicians, hyper-technical, but they don't have any attitude. Uh-huh. Because they don't, they, they are not able to catch that attitude of that that artist, uh, you know, that they want to cover. So right. they they replicate perfectly technically, but sometimes they don't get the right attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you, in my opinion, you get it playing along with that with 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 that artist that you love. Right, right. I see what you mean. You have sort of a a spiritual bond there that uh, reaches back. Yes, and uh, and you see, sometimes you know, try to figure out uh, where that artist is coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes people, uh, you know, they approach to Keith Richards. 
you know, just like young generation. Uh, uh, okay, and and that's it. Uh, without without you know getting interested in Chuck Berry or Muddy Waters, right? Where, was, where Keith was coming from, where he exactly, got from. Or, right. or George Harrison, uh, you know, Carl Perkins. Right. I always I always like to say that you know, rock and roll. Uh, is this comes from this fusion of you know black and white music, mm. but it once once it got overseas, it got split once again. And in my opinion, the black side went into the Rolling Stones uh, with Keith Richards, you know, right. emulating a plane, getting you know the Muddy Waters and Chuck Berry, and the white side went into the Beatles. You know, if we consider you know Beatles and the Stones as the main. Uh, tracks of the right, uh, right. You know, G- George Jason was called Perkins. They they were used to play rock and roll. You know, uh, even even the way the Beatles approached Chuck Berry, it was not the same thing. That the Stones were, in my opinion, they were more into that that black music, uh, uh, approaching it from blues. a blue a blues, blues uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Well, so so you uh, you you establish yourself there in Sicily. You're a grown man playing in bands and stuff. What what uh, prompts you to want to move to uh, to Rome? Well, you know, it's uh, at at one point uh, you start you know uh, digging around and you see what's going on and uh, you think that what you have or what you got is not is not enough anymore uh, you want more you want to experience different environment um, so you search for something else uh, and of course you can find some something else somewhere else now uh, did, but, did did you have contacts in rome already or uh, family well or? no no family but there's something that you gotta know that Quite a while in my life, actually, for 17 years, I was a court clerk. Hmm. I worked at the court for 17 years. Okay. Two, two years in uh, Catania uh, at the criminal investigation department of the hmm. tribunal in Catania. And then, you know, working at the court was my vehicle to Rome because I, I, uh, I asked to be transferred. In ah. Rome, so that was the perfect excuse with my family, you know. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm moving over there because you know because because of the the court and uh, blah blah blah. But actually, <laughs> I wanted to play more, right. so that that was my thing. I knew I knew somebody, but uh, as always, you know, you have to be in that place to build your you know to net, networking and right. build your own contacts and uh, people get to hear you and and you know know what you're capable of so was uh, the scene must be a lot bigger in rome huh i mean yes like, yes absolutely it, it, it's you know being being the capital and being uh you know a lot of uh you know Cine Città, which is the place you know that that hosted so many movies especially from the past uh, so there's a, there was a lot, lot of work in terms of soundtracks, and so a lot of musicians gravitating in that area. And uh, the rock and roll scene was was pretty, pretty good as well as the the blues one. And and when I moved to Rome, actually, I was playing 
more blues than than rock and roll and rockabilly. So rockabilly, it, it belongs to the you know the early years of my life. You know, ever since I started to play the guitar, uh-huh. uh, and then thank God uh, uh, I was a curious guy, curious about life and curious about music. So I wanted to experience different uh, kind of music. So. From, from rockabilly, I jumped into, into the blues, different kind of blues, from the electric one to the delta to the jump blues. Mm. And then I had my funk uh, period or the hip-hop, and then I studied some some jazz. I'm not jazz guy, but I studied mm-hmm. uh, quite a while. Um, and, you know, of course, listening to guitarists like from Brian Setzer or, or even completely different, Robin Ford, uh-huh. Uh, so I knew that I had to experience something else uh, than the, you know, pentatonic one. <laughs> right, right, right. So, now, did you ever get into like those uh, the Mickey Baker book and and all that? Uh, I know, like Brian Setzer, I think he probably de- uh, totally devoured that. Uh, you know that uh, Mickey Baker method book. Yes, yes, I know, I know, I know that that book. Well, you know, Brian Setzer. Uh, is the one uh, one of the those artists that I studied on the records uh-huh. a, a lot, right. a lot. The, those mm, first three albums, you know, the Stray Cats and uh, 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 Gonna Ball and Rent and Rave. Uh, those are the albums that I literally uh, I burned. Right, uh, right. So you were you were getting it all uh, all that Mickey Baker stuff straight oh, through yes. Brian Brian Setzer, right? Yes. Well, you know something else I wanted to ask you about. You know, coming from from Italy, uh, I listened to your guitar playing. You do have a a lot of like you you did uh, uh, you, you do Sleepwalk and some some other these these kind of like big note uh, mm-hmm. guitar things. Or uh, how much do you were you into uh, like Ennio Marconi or or uh, you know oh, yeah. like that that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, you know, for, for example, in Rome, I met a guy. His name is uh, Enrico Chachi. So uh, they might not say who's Enrico. So his brother uh, had a nickname, stage name, Little Tony. He was a kind of rock and roll guy, but a rock and roll, Italian rock and roller um, from the 50s and the 60s. And Enrico, it was his guitarist. And actually, Enrico was, was the one who... who uh, imported the first Fender Stratocaster in Italy, ah. in Rome. And Enrico used to work for the Italian RCA, and he recorded most of the the albums, Italian albums, pop, especially pop, from the 60s and the 70s with, with a lot of artists. Moreover, Enrico is the one who played most of the and your Morricone spaghetti western guitars. Really? Okay. All, all right. All, all the western <laughs> western sound, you know, just like the ugly, the good, and yes, and for a fist of dollars, and mm-hmm. you know, the, those guitars. It's Enrico, okay. and uh, and I'm lucky because I got to meet him in Rome, and uh, I played with him a few times, and he's the one who taught me how to play Sleepwalk. Nice. And he taught me how to play Apache. Right. And actually, when when I went to his house, uh, I was so excited to learn how now I want to learn how to play Apache. The first thing that he taught me was how to play the acoustic guitar on Apache. Mm-hmm. 
because the first thing they said, hey, buddy, if you don't play the acoustic guitar correctly, that song will die after the first verse. <laughs> and he's right, because the drive of that song is the rhythm part. You know, oh. because the, the melody, the main melody is pretty simple, right, it's pretty right. extended. But what keeps the drive of the song is the acoustic guitar in the background. Mm-hmm. It's, that's the motor, that's the engine of that song. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy. And that's why I recorded it, that song in, uh, uh, thank you for mentioning uh, Take It Away album. Yeah, I, yeah, terrific it. record, man. Yeah, I was listening to it today. It's really wonderful. Thank you so much. You know, instrumental music is is cool. Uh, instrumental music gives you a different perspective of you know, even into the songwriting. It's completely, completely different approach. You know, because when you when you when you have lyrics, you know, you you build a song around even around the lyrics, and you have verses, and you have the chorus, and then you have a solo. But when you do an instrumental with the guitar as a main instrument, then what you do? A guitar solo doesn't make it, it can be boring. You know, the way the way you, you conceive the the songwriting is completely different. It's very it's very interesting. Very, right. very interesting. Now, you know, when I was in the Panther Burns, there was a, a time when when uh, Tav forbade us to play any music in the in the van that 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 had words that had words, he said we could play any instrumental music we wanted during the daytime, but nothing that had. Well, that let had me tell vocals. you. Now, nowadays, he banned even the instrumental music. Yeah, so am I, so am I. No, I, that's how I am now too. I don't want to hear any music during the daytime when I'm yeah. not when I'm not playing. <laughs> no music at all. No music at all. Imagine for me. The, the, the first uh, you know tour of my life in America uh, with Tab I was so excited you know the first thing that you that is in your dream you know driving across the USA with a great soundtrack and uh-huh. Tab, uh, Tab says sorry uh, if you wanna if you use your headphone you're more than welcome but right no, right I don't want to have to listen to it <laughs> Exactly. I understand. I understand. At a certain point, <laughs> music it, it de- demands so much of my attention. I find even if I'm watching a movie and the soundtrack is too interesting, I will realize that I've missed the last three minutes of dialogue because I'm I'm listening to the the bass drum part or something on the the soundtrack. You know, I'm exactly like you. Yeah, and and you know the music, the the soundtrack really ch- can change the meaning of the uh, of the movie of, the, of, an, of an entire scene uh, and that's that's fascinating well speaking of that uh right there t- towards the you know the the end of your time in rome you, you get involved with the uh, with the theater right yes the, uh, cabaret yes. work you actually uh there's a, it's a crazy story where you you write a solo record kind of loosely based on your your life Yes, somehow, somehow anticipating what was my life because I was still there and I was not thinking about moving to America at all. Hmm. So that was a sort of fantasy uh, approach because I imagined uh, to have this old grand, grand, granddad living in the 40s and, you know, the typical stereotype that he wanted to go to America. Uh, so he moved from Sicily uh to america to new york uh, 
And so, and his name was, and I, I, I picked my third name, Eduardo. So, and I used that name, Eduardo Monterosso, uh, that became, of course, in America, Eddie Redmount. Redmount is the translation of my last name. Monterosso, yes, Redmount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wrote, I, I started to write, you know, these songs, you know, every song is a different episode about this guy and, this, uh, and his new life in, uh, in America. And it's, uh, it came out a sort of concept album. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I had, uh, like, two years later, actually, I had the idea to write the musical comedy around that that record, on top of that record. Uh -huh. And uh, it wound with, up getting produced, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that was uh, another great experience because uh, in that, that record, I sing mixing Sicilian, American, uh, and some of the Italian modern language, you know, what we call Italian language. Mm -hmm. Because you got to know that before the, you know, what we call Italian language, it, I would say that it came out properly after, maybe in between the two wars, uh, in even more probably after the Second World War, you know, with the spreading of the TV and the radio shows, so these people speaking with a, you know, just like people from Nebraska here in America, that they are very famous for the way they speak, you the know, accents, with, with that, yes. exactly. Mm -hmm. Because actually in Italy, every region uh, had its own dialect. Uh -huh. And sometimes the dialect as a slang is completely different than Italian language. Mm. So when I met, for example, Tab's mom, and I started to talk to her, to speak to her in, in Italian, she, she was not able to understand me. In the moment I started to speak Sicilian dialect, she got me immediately. Okay. Because she moved, she moved to America when she was still young, you know, at the, at the beginning of 1900. Uh, so for them, for those people, uh, Italian is the, the dialect. You know, even, even Louis Prima, Louis Prima, the, the way he sings, he puts so many, so many Sicilian words. Right, right. So many. They are not Italians. They are Sicilian words. And right, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Prima's from New Orleans, man. That's a, it, you know, that's a, or I mean, he's from the, the family's The same from Sicilian. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying that's, that Louis Prima represents like the, the, the heart of New Orleans Italian culture, which is, as I say. Uh, oh, Sicilian. yeah, well, I love Louis Prima. So my, all of those composition of that, that music comedy are in, pretty much inspired by, by, by Louis Prima style. And, uh, especially into the singing and uh, blending those those well you know in Italy we call it Brucolino Trio Rock uh, that that blends that blends you know the 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 Italian the Sicilian the, with the American mm, but okay. with with a very strong Italian accent. Uh, that that's fascinating. Well, I love Louis Prima. You're, oh yeah, yeah. That's that stuff will never die, man. Well, well. So, uh, so you've got all this stuff going on. Then you cross paths with Tav Falco. Now, 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 how how does that go down? Well, let let me tell you this. So, first time I I saw Tav playing, uh, it was in my hometown, 
when I was 16 or 17, so late 80s. Uh, in Sicily? In Sicily. Okay. So this, this friend of mine said, hey, there's, there's a concert of kind of heavy rockabilly punk rocker from Memphis. We got to go. And, and actually... I didn't know what to think when I when I saw him for the very first time. Right, I was going to ask you what was your what was your reaction? To I said, it? Because because when he when he he showed up, you know, with the perfect you know outfit as a fifties uh, you know uh, rock and roller uh-huh. uh, with this pompadour, I said, "Wow, this, this is the real one." And then he started to play the way he plays. I said. What the, uh, the that that uh, that fractured art damage kind of uh, exactly. a of cabaret and, and tango and and you know that late late eighties that thing was very strong and tough very so it was a signature yes that's when I was playing in the band I think I must have been right up right off the band just before uh, the, they went and played in Sicily because because uh, I was in the touring band uh, and, uh, See? towards the late eighties. <laughs> And so, well, that that was it. Uh, that was your uh, first impression. Right? Yeah, that, right. yeah, that was my first impression. So, but I never bought the records. Or so, of course, sometimes it happened to have, uh, you know, to hear some songs on, uh, have some songs on uh, tapes, on compilations, and of course, you know, following the cramps. Uh, so, reading some interviews on uh, magazines, but no more than that. Mm-hmm. So one night. In Rome, it was, I will never forget it. In uh, I was at home where, watching the TV. I got a message from, from a dear friend of mine. It was a girl I uh, was with uh, back then. And uh, she texted me, hey, would you like to work uh, with an American artist? Uh, I said, yeah, sure. Uh, who is he? Uh, tell me. And she texted me, it should be a certain Tab Falco. I said, wait, wait a minute, you know, because, you know, I said, are you tap, tap, are you talking tap, Falco, tal, Farlo, so please be. Right, right. <laughs> she, she, did, she didn't know what to answer. And so I said, let me, let me ask and I get back to you. On the other side, what was going on? Tab, he wanted to record an album in Rome. And he was searching for uh, a guitarist in Rome. Now, just to give the give the the people some some uh, background on Tav. Tav had at this point moved from Memphis. He was living in Vienna, I believe, at this time. Yes, when I met him, he was living in Vienna. Well, okay. Tav Tav lived quite a while, I think, in, in Paris, like right. four or five years. Uh, he lived in Venice too, uh, and then the, the last fifteen years, he lived in uh, in uh, Vienna, uh-huh. and I moved to Bangkok. Thailand. Right, he's going farther and farther east. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so Tav wanted to record an album in Rome because the French band was, wasn't available. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, Tav is very connected with his Italian origins. Right. Uh, he, li- he, he really loves Italy. And, um, and so he, he got in touch with an old promoter he used to work with back in the day. And this promoter was a friend of this girlfriend that I had. So, and they were at dinner together. So this is how they got my name. Because at one point, this girl uh, texted me back and said, yes, Tav Falco and the Panther Burns. 
I said, give him my name immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> immediately. So Tab, Tab got my name. And of course, as you can imagine, it, it checked out on me, you know, because the requirements uh, were, you know, a good guitarist and a good looking person. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, right, right, right. You got <laughs> to look sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it, it can be whoever, you know. So uh, it checked out on my website, uh, it checked on uh, my pictures and uh, uh, some recordings, and it got in touch with me. And uh, first thing that he specified to me uh, was, hey, man, this is not, uh, I don't know if you know me or not, what I do or not, but this is not a rockabilly cover band or blues cover band. Uh, This is me and uh, you you will see what I'm talking about. (laughs) 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 And uh, so I got to meet Tav in Rome on a hot, summer day of July at the uh, bus station and I picked him up uh, and we went straight to the, uh, I, I don't know if you ever met, Giovanna was the the, the drummer. Giovanna yes. Pizzorno, yeah, yeah. She, yes. I played yes. in the band when she was the drummer. Yes, I, yes. I, I, I toured with, uh, with Giovanna, sure. Yes, exactly. So, and that's, that's, that's how we started. And at the beginning, it took me seriously a, a while before get getting in uh, Tav's attitude. Right. Uh, it, it's a challenge, man. It's a, it, it, it's a huge challenge. Now, I, I remember the first time I met you uh, was the first time that, that uh, I think it was the first time that the all-Roman band that you have nowadays, it was you and, and Giuseppe uh, San Girardi, and you, you, you didn't have Walter Brunetti with you. You had a, a different drummer, I believe. But we you played at DBA in New Orleans, and I was really impressed by the band. I went and spoke to you all after the show, and I said, man, the way you guys are walking the fine line of letting Tav uh, be Tav, but also, uh, you know, kind of reining him in, keeping it, it on the tracks is, is you guys, it's not easy and you guys are doing a great job. Well, and, and your response was very, very dryly. You said, Oh, I can see you've played with Tav before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you know, that I had to work a lot with, with Tav. Well, we, uh, before reaching, you know, even that trusty level, you know, because Tav, Tav, you know, is, is the guy who, who goes on his own track. Right. Uh, unless he really trusts you and respects you and, uh, it, you know, but I, I think like every relationship, it, it takes a while before reaching that perfect balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the beginning was very hard for me. It was very hard because I was, I was too much... Uh, especially, you know, when you study, it's for you, it's difficult being, you know, when you study for you, 12 bars is 12 bars. Right, right. And then you get in the Panther Burns universe. So for me, the 13 um, and a half, no, 13, 13 and a half or uh, 14 and something. Right, right, <laughs> that's, yeah, because, yeah. because that's something. Uh, for me, at the beginning, was wow. Uh, I think I cannot make it. 
Right. <laughs> but but the, the beauty of this experience uh, is that Tav is able to push me beyond my limits. Mm. And sometimes we need to go beyond the limits. Otherwise, we remain stuck into a narrow circle, into a narrow square. Right. And I get that 12 bars are 12 bars, but there are contests and contests. And sometimes you need to to be, sorry, pardon me, the the, uh, the word. You need to be even fucked up right. yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to get uh, correctly that thing. Right. And uh, what helped me with Tav was my knowledge of different genre of music. Mm-hmm. Because Tav, as you know, Tav has an incredible uh, knowledge of... Styles, of, different, uh, different forms, right? Yes, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. So the way he approaches to music and, is it, you know, and the way he wants to blend uh, styles, you got to know those styles. Right. Uh, and I got this during the first album recording. The, the first album I recorded with him, Command Performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he, he, you know, he was talking from, uh, was talking about uh, uh, Booker T, uh, as well as Charlie Feathers, uh-huh. uh, you know, as well as a tango artist, as well as uh, Alex Chilton, and I said, "Wow!" <laughs> so this is a this is a real, really, this is a trip. Uh, after a while, you know, after the first tour. Uh, I got in in the same track, uh, Tav's track, and since then we worked together. And uh, what I told him, but what I told him at the beginning, uh, it was Tav the seventies were the seventies, you know. So you you, you know, musicians uh, being not that precise. Uh, but because those were the years, you know, the pre-punk era was the people that wanted to be, a, you know, necessarily against the perfection of the fifties and the sixties. So this is this is my idea that I have of the seventies. Uh-huh. Uh, but I told him in two thousand fifteen, you cannot have musicians that they are not able to play correctly. You know, if you want to be weird, it has to be because of your choice, not because you are not able to do it. If you're the original artist who's just fucked up, then you can get away with it. But as a band backing someone, you 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 got to have all of those abilities, like you're saying, you know? Exactly. And what I told him, Tav, I will create, if you love me, if you trust me, I will create the frame, the perfect frame within you, will be able to do what you want. But that what you want, it has to be related to what I've created for you. So I, we learned from each other a lot. And we still, today, we learn from each other. And I have to say that this, uh, we, we do great. We do great. I'm, I'm happy to work with him. It's an experience. Of course, sometimes the, you don't know what to expect, 
but uh, that's the exciting part, man. That, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you need to have that percentage. Otherwise, it wouldn't be tough Falco Panther Burns. It yeah, would be some, yeah, something it's, else. It's boring. You know, uh, uh, Alex Chilton would say, uh, he'd say, you know, sometimes when, when you hear a band where it sounds like uh, they might not make it to the end of the song, that's really, yeah. that's really exciting. And he says, now, sometimes you'll hear a band that sounds like they might not make it to the end of the measure. He goes, now that's really, really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I, I, but I'm glad that you know what I'm talking about because you've been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and man, look, uh, talk about big shoes to fill, you know, coming in as a, as a music director and guitar player with the Pantherburns. You know, you've, you've seen the, the list of, uh, of former Pantherburn members. It's like a, a hundred people long and, you know, all kind of great guitar players. Alex Chilton, you know, producers, yes. uh, uh, Dickinson, uh, George Reinecke, uh, Jimmy Rip, on and on and on, man, the, the talent that's gone through that band. Now, when I, when I was complimenting Tav on, on on the y'all's band he goes man renee the romans really get it they really get it man <laughs> that's great man well you know mario um I- i'm looking at my clock and the drinks and uh uh seems like a good time to take a little break here all right okay so uh so uh uh everybody out in the feral zone uh, go get yourself another cocktail and uh we'll be right back Back in the Feral Zone, I am Renee Komen, sitting here with my guest, the great Mario Monterosa. Now, uh, Mario, I know you've you've uh, you've listened to the podcast here and there, and uh, you, you understand that we are a listener-supported operation, uh, much like the Panther Burns. Uh, I can't can't do this for free, so uh, uh, we want to. Uh, we have a. a uh, PayPal and and Venmo links in the show notes of every show. We uh, have a Patreon page. If you want to support the show week in and week out, you can sign up for that. Uh, become a patron of of the uh, Trouble Men podcast or the Feral Zone sister podcast. And uh, you know, uh, follow us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, uh, 
rate, subscribe, and review. Give us five stars. Cost you nothing. Helps us out a lot. Still have the Troubleman Podcast t-shirts available and the, the link there in the show notes. And, uh, and also, we'll put all the, the links to the, the Panther Burns calendar. It'll have all the... You can go there and find all Mario's solo dates that he's doing all the time. Find all the dates he's playing with the Panther Burns. They have a big tour starting on uh, September 28th up in New Haven, Connecticut. The great Cafe Nine just played there uh, maybe about a month ago. It's a great room up there. It'll be the the beginning of the Panther Burns tour. You guys got like uh, three and a half weeks, maybe four weeks. Who knows? Panther Burns tours, they start off one way, and then sometimes they they keep going on, even (laughs) even as you're already out there. You know, they they keep keep getting extended. That's the thing about the Panther Burns. Uh, Don't. Don't have any expectations. That's the that's when I first started learning that about about the music businesses. You know, the the more expectations you have, the more uh, 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 potentially you will be disappointed. So uh, just well, that's in life in yeah, general. That, that is that is that is in life, Mario. Absolutely. So you know, Panther Burns is a microcosm of life. Just exactly. just just uh, really cooked down. It's a it's a, a much more intense version <laughs> of normal people's lives. You know. <laughs> so uh, so you so you get out here back back to uh, our our great guest Mario Monteroso uh talking about his uh his his life with the Panther Burns his and uh yeah you have this tour coming up but but uh, you first came to America I guess touring with uh with the Panther Burns and seeing Memphis now you wind up moving to Memphis after after a couple of years what what uh how did that happen well actually the so the first the first tour when I was still living in Rome was uh, 2015 and uh, it was a great lineup because we had Mike Watt on bass right uh, and we had Toby Demit uh, on drums you know Toby Toby plays with with uh, the Stooges yeah exactly together with Mike Watt and he plays keyboard for Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh, okay. This prison. This cool, cool guy, very cool guy. Interesting mind, great uh, DJ. Uh, well, that tour was amazing. So for me, that, as you can imagine, uh, coming from Italy, having the impact of being in a band with a guy like Mike Watt. Right. Uh, it was huge. It was huge. 20, 22 cities in uh, 23 days just like more or less just, just like this upcoming tour uh-huh. and uh, man I don't know when uh, when we got in Memphis probably it's because I grew up with with you know with the Memphis music uh, with Memphis might uh, with, uh, you know either rock and roll and soul music and, and blues uh, sometimes you can feel the things on uh, on your skin mm. and and I thought that this was the place where I wanted to leave. Okay, it uh, felt like home when you finally got there. You thought, oh, I'm, I'm exactly, a- exactly. Wow. I think that this is this is the place where I love to live. But I had still the work at the court. Uh-huh. Uh, so when I got back to Rome after you know three weeks tour, uh, I said, well, this is I cannot do this anymore, and uh, I wait. I wanted to wait just like. A week just to be sure you know because i said maybe the excitement of being out on tour i don't want to be sure 
But after one week, I was still kind of sad. And I said, like, okay, this is the, the moment to take that train. So I resigned from, from the job. And, you know, especially in Italy, when you work for the government, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So leaving a job uh, that you have for the government at the age of 43, people say you are completely gone. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can imagine, the, the most difficult step was going down to Sicily and notice my mom <laughs> about it. <laughs> uh, right, right. <laughs> so, and that happened, happened on uh, the day after uh, Christmas on breakfast. I say, mom, I got to tell you something. I'm going to uh, break your heart. <laughs> uh, I said, she said, what? Uh, said, okay, uh, I resigned myself. I left the job at the court. I sold my house in Rome, and I'm moving to Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> 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 it was just like giving her three slaps uh, in a row. Uh, that, that was, she remained in silence for at least two, three minutes. Uh, but then she gave me her blessing. Oh, and this is nice. this is the the most beautiful thing, uh, and I'm here, and, I, and I'm here now. Already seven years passed away, literally flew away. Yeah, since I moved. And and you're you're uh, deeply ensconced there. You you, uh, you f- I'm sure uh, when you showed up, being such a student of 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 all these roots forms and and such a good guitar player, the the, the guys there must have said, "Where the fuck did this guy come from?" <laughs> that because you know, like in in many cases, uh, the the people that are are right there coming from the thing, they they the, the growing up in the tradition, they sometimes take it for granted. You know, where well, absolutely, it is. You know, just like in Rome, people they don't care about the Colosseum. You know, yeah. it, I think it's a normal process, and this is what what happened in uh, here in Memphis. People they they still today they take it they take rock and roll for for granted, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's very rare to meet someone who plays that kind of stuff like right. in the fifties, like the old musicians, right. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that this is this, this <laughs> really at the beginning was I say, hey, where is the rockabilly scene in Memphis? Nothing. Nothing. That was a huge <laughs> surprise. <You're right>. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I'm, I'm, I'm the guitarist. I'm the guitarist in uh, Memphis who plays rockabilly. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I, 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 as you can imagine, I'm happy, more than happy. Sure, sure. To be that guy. Uh, but uh, and I would love to do something because Memphis really deserves to keep that tradition alive. Absolutely alive because that's the music coming from this town r- really changed the uh, music of the world of, of the last seventy years. If you think that next yep. year is going to be the seventieth anniversary of uh, that's the right mama recording. Right, man. So it's it's a lot. A lot's know? happened in seventy years. If you think of that, that, that that's exactly. that's where that's where it, uh, that's all it goes back to. And you think of everything that's happened since then. Holy moly, man! Exactly. Well, so, so you you get to Memphis, you fall in with uh, Jason D. Williams, who some say is is yes, uh, you know. Uh, at the beginning, you have to start from zero. I had to start it out from zero. Of course, I had that 
tab on my, you know, on my uh, resume. Right. And that, that helps somehow uh, at the beginning. But there are certain things that you have to build on your own. You know, just like when we were talking about Rome, when I moved to Rome, you know, it, it needs time. You know, people, they have to know you. And, uh, and I'm an Italian. Uh, so now the deal is not a Sicilian in Rome. Now it's in a Sicilian in America, in the city where everything uh, about this music was born. So uh, it's it's a huge uh, burden on your shoulder. In, mm-hmm. You know, people right. have to to see who you are and uh, what you do and why you do that and why you want to do that, which is your background. You know, and and this is more in general. You know, music music is a form of art, and and like every form of art, is the expression of a society over. You know, precise moment of uh, of a city of it, music is made by people, so it's not you can play the best leaks of the world, but if you don't have it natural, man, it's uh, there's nothing to do. Yeah, we call that painting by numbers. You know, it's oh. uh, it's just just you're faking it. You're just uh, filling in where yeah, you think and, the colors and, go instead and of really. You cannot fake because right. when you when you go down to Clarksdale and you see a guy that has a guitar with three strings because he doesn't have the money to buy the other three strings, and he plays three notes and you get you know the chills goosebumps chills right (laughs) wow you know that's what i want to do yeah yeah yeah. that's the thing you know because in terms of technique of course you go go to nashville and on on broadway you see this young kids of 16 years old that literally they open your face in two they are incredible they are incredible so that's not the parameter in in my opinion Right. So I had I had to leave Memphis, you know, because it's a matter of culture, it's a matter of open opening your eyes in a different place, eating in a different way, seeing a different colors, smelling differently. Um uh, this this is what makes the difference into into the music, into the art in general. Right. So you cannot you cannot sing about the Mississippi Bridge and you never and you never saw the Mississippi Bridge. Sure, sure. <laughs> that that's that's what makes the difference. And of course, now after seven years, I have I, I got more of the you know the American culture inside of me. It's it's but I don't I, I don't even um. Have the awareness, but when I, you know, all the time that I go back to Italy and people uh, come to see me playing and say, "Hey, you are completely different." Uh, wow, they, and, uh, you don't you don't see it as much as they see it. They see you have exactly. Taken- you right, know, right. it's a process that you don't you don't even realize that, that mm. that's happening. Right, uh, and that's fascinating. That's it fascinating. is. It's getting into your blood, man. 
<laughs> well, so so you're also uh, n- another guy you're working a lot with uh, Dale Watson uh, yes. up there, who's bought uh, the the great Hernando's Hideaway. You know the the club that Jerry Lee Lewis would go and you know sit in on a regular basis. Uh, kind of, I guess, had kind of fallen into some. Yes, some... All, all all those people, I mean, Carl Perkins, and uh, I think even Elvis. Uh, you know, uh, early seventies uh, popped up. At uh, a few times at Hernandez, yes, right. yes, because it's it's right there, just like a mile away from Graceland. Right. Uh, so there's uh, there's so many cool things going on in Memphis nowadays. You know, I've 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 uh, I, I, the Iguanas, my band, played on uh, uh, Will Sexton's last record. Oh yeah. That that uh, we we did a few years ago at uh, at uh, Delta Sonic Studios yes. up there with the great Bruce Watson from yes. Fat, Fat Possum. Fat Possum. And, uh, Yes. Bible and Tire Records, and and you get so you got that studio. You got Scott Bomar uh, recording at his studio. Uh, uh, Memphis, you know, I, I can I'm not allowed to leave New Orleans, but but if 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 I were, uh, Memphis would be one of the places that would attract me because it actually still has like affordable housing there. Um, still has like a vibe. It's not overrun by tech uh, bros, you know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. It is. It's a, this is why I, lo- I love it. And, uh, and I think that Memphis deserves a lot more than it has. Uh, and this is why I would love to start a rock and roll festival. Uh, because uh, I think that Dale Dale has moved again uh, mm, the Ameripolitan Awards uh, uh, back to Austin. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Well, you know, th- this year is the tenth uh, anniversary, so of the Ameripolitan, and you know, it started out in Austin, so it was was nice to celebrate the tenth anniversary uh, down. Uh, down in Texas. Oh, okay. Um, but Dale is still is still staying in Memphis himself. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, okay. you know, he, he, has, he has this house in Marshall, which is actually halfway from uh, Memphis and Austin. Oh, uh, okay. But he still has a house in uh, uh, here in Memphis, and of course the Hernandez. Uh, yeah, Memphis is still cool, uh, and I think that having something like a rock and roll rockabilly international festival, just like a weekend, might be a nice thing uh, for this town. Yeah, it should be, man. That's a, it's a crime that they don't. Memphis doesn't have a big rockabilly festival there. It's uh, yeah. We'll see. You know, it's not an easy thing nowadays. But sure. But again, uh, in my opinion, it has to have it. It, right. it really it has to have it to keep these roots alive. Because otherwise, let me tell you, in 30 years, even less, uh, people will forget about it. Right. Well, speaking of uh, kind of traditions there, you know, we're, we, I mentioned uh, Jim Dickinson as being some of the, yes. the, the big shoes to fill in the, the Panther Burns production department. So, you know, they still have like, you know, uh, Jim's, Jim's super group there, uh, Mud Boy and the Neutrons. Yes. Uh, they, they still have uh, Sons of Mud Boy. There, exactly. I guess. Exactly. I think just recently they did something. Maybe. Right, right. So you still have uh, uh, Luther Dickinson, his son, the great Luther Dickinson, yes. his other son, Cody. And I guess and, Jim uh, Crossway is still around, huh? So he's yes, still, still exactly. with those guys. Yes, he plays with those guys and, uh, and Steve Chelsea. Do you have much contact with, with those guys, with that circle? 
with with mainly with Steve Steve Selvage. Okay. Uh, I wanted to go to see them. Well, uh, 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 I met the uh, Luther just like a bunch of times, uh, but I tried to go to see them because they are so cool. Yeah, and, and that they are so cool. They great musicians, and uh, see that that thing is something that that really goes on through those people. Right. Uh, and and again, having a festival might be the right thing to you know to keep this this rock and roll roots going on over the years. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got all those people still well, there. But, yeah. but, but it, because you know what's dangerous? But because and I see it when, because when I start he, hearing people that you know you know the picture of the million dollar quartet, right? Uh, the indicating Carl Perkins, people saying, is 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 that Bruce Springsteen? Oh, jeez! That's 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 very dangerous, right? They've already forgotten that, Carl that, Perkins. That, as I say, wow! So that's something serious going on over there, and you, you need to do something. You know, right. uh, it can be only Elvis Presley, and of course Johnny Cash. It's the the, the entire legacy. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, Charlie Feathers, it goes deep, man. Charlie oh, Feathers Lord. and Rolling James. You Rolling know, James, it. well, Billy Riley, all those people, Warren Smith. You know, a lot of great artists recorded at Sun. Uh, of course, Sonny Burgess, uh, but so yeah. many. So yeah, many. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, playing with Dale was another great experience. Yeah, of course, uh, uh, Jason D. Williams, I did many incredible experiences with him uh, you know I want to mention the fact that I played at the Grand Ole Opry with him nice. uh, you know before Ricky Skaggs and you know as a Sicilian for me find myself finding myself at the Grand Ole Opry it's you, huge you must have to pinch yourself say how the fuck did I wind up on the Grand Ole Opry it, exactly <laughs> uh, or at the uh, uh, Two years ago, we opened for the Lost Lobos at the, um, uh, in uh, Iowa, in Cle- mm-hmm. Clear Lake, Iowa, at the big ballroom where where Buddy Holly and the guys played the night before the crash. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that that's an incredible uh, ballroom, huge, fantastic stage. Uh, I played with Jason over there. So great experience. And with Dale, with Dale, another great experience going around the country uh, without without a, a freaking set list. Yeah. So you play, you play with Dale, you have to open your ears. Yeah, he just starts caught playing tunes. Huh? And, and that's it. Right. And that's it. And, and you know, when you know the songs, that's not a problem. Sure. <laughs> the problem yeah. is when you don't know the songs. Right. And, and <laughs> if in a few seconds, because that's Dale. Dale at one point start asking people of the crowd, what do you want to hear? And, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and he start playing. And, you know, with this, with this band, the Lone Stars, he has that band is very tight. They are perfect. Mm. So... Uh, uh, in, in, you know, in a few seconds, I had to figure out what was going on. You know, that 
kind the style, the kind, what the other are doing, you know, because an, another electric guitar can be annoying. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If you're if you don't know the what what to play, yeah, you're just in the way. Sure. Exactly. So for me, that was another super cool experience. Even with Dell, we recorded an instrumental album. Nice. Uh, here in Memphis, it's called uh, Dell Watson presents the Memphians. Uh, ah, that, yes. that's 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 another another cool one if you have a chance listen to it yeah like yeah it. yeah man that, yeah yeah for sure well so uh you know you're talking about uh uh you know traveling around the u.s and and you know I, i've been out all summer long with with uh, my band the iguanas a couple of different groups and uh touring is getting harder and harder just uh in terms of what hotel rooms cost uh you know er oh, everything's yeah. the everything's, gas the gas everything's going up except for the musicians fees. <laughs> exactly so so when, uh last uh last year when y'all were right at had had just finished like this 34 day tour with almost no days off i had tav on the podcast and if anybody wants to look that up it's uh it's uh it was uh feral zone number 10 it came out on october 13th of 2022 the the it's a it's a great interview with tav i was uh, uh fortunate enough to have him where you know i told tav you know the your greatest artistic ach achievement has wound up being yourself <laughs> your, oh yeah your, yes your, your, <laughs> the totality of tav falco and all of his his uh artistic expressions but but uh in that interview i mentioned to him i was like man uh, you know, Tav is no spring chicken. You know, he was a grown man when I was a child, and now I have have aged. I've become old. Tav looks the same. Um, I don't know how he pulls that off, but uh, I was saying, man, that's a really hard tour. And he goes, oh man, that ain't nothing but a shave and a haircut, Renee. Hey, I don't know <laughs> if he did it with you. If Tav see, see, sees me with the uh, dirty, well, not dirty, with the, some hair on the neck. Yeah, it will, it will put out a razor yeah. and it, it will start shape me. <laughs> <laughs> well, last year after after New Orleans, and well, you know, uh, uh, we were in uh, uh, I don't remember where Oxford or Natchez. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I got sick pretty badly because I was so tired. Because I'm yeah. the only, I'm the only one who drives. The oh, gee one, whiz. Holy the, all, <laughs> the only one who drives. You got to drive the van at night. You got to drive the van yes, in the yes, yes. Holy cow. Yes. And, and matter of fact, we drive with my van. <laughs> so that's oh, my van. Lord. So at one point, as you can imagine, after 35 days, 34 days, my body said, you know what, Mario? <laughs> you. <laughs> and uh, and I, I woke up the morning after New Orleans with one or three fever. I was oh. completely gone. Mm. So we got in Natchez, and Tav was very kind, you know, uh, uh, got some food for me. Uh, then, just like one hour before going on stage, uh, I got a message for him. I said, uh, Mario, uh, please don't forget to shave. <laughs> that was fantastic. I was almost dead. Can you imagine? <laughs> almost dead. But the fa and, and Tom knew that. You know, it got me some food. It was very kind. Right. But then 
that message, Mario. Don't forget to shave us. <laughs> no way. There you go, man. That's that's uh, and and you needed that. You know, it's like uh, yeah, you're tired, Mario. We're all tired. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, shave your face. Show up for the gig. <laughs> but well, you know, he's. I have, I have to say that he's right. Even that thing makes the difference. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because there are people they don't know what the music is, but they still look at you and see you and appreciate the way you, you know, the way you sell your music on stage. Well, even as a performer, just shaving will make you feel better. Yes. You know, you will feel more well by shaving your, you, you think it's going to be, you know, a burden, but it, it actually is a relief. You know? Yes. Well, it is, especially after forty days on the road. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh Lord! So you got the the same band coming out. You got yes. uh, uh, Giuseppe. Uh, Giuseppe San Girardi on bass and Walter on bass on bass. Yes, on yeah. bass. I, I I love Giuseppe. He's a great bass player. Uh, uh, he's a sweet boy. Good looking boy. Um, you guys play so well together. You have uh, Walter Bernetti on drums again. Yes. We're excited. We're excited, you know. What a crackerjack operation you guys got out there, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud to uh, to be a part of this uh, this organization that you well, guys you're are. You're a Panther Burn. You're a Panther Burn. And, you yeah, know, man. And you always will. So, yeah, it's like it's like in, in America, you know. The if you're in the Marines, you know, you're they say uh, you're, you're always a Marine. You know, the only way to get out is is by dying. You know, it's like in, that's that's the same thing as in the Mafia or the Panther Burn. But you, you know? see, you see, that's a uh, that's a beautiful thing. You know, believing in a project, uh, and this is why I respect Tab a lot because he believes strongly. Uh, so hard that, that what he does the vision man yes the vision that he has uh, it's strong and and you don't see these things nowadays very often nope very often because everybody would sometimes even me you know we are overwhelmed and we uh, we gotta pay the bills and uh but uh, you know, but imagine, imagine if back in the days, you know, Keith Richards started to say, "Well, I gotta play with the animals. I gotta play with the uh, with the birds. I gotta play with the other band, you know, because I play the. I have to pay the bill. You know, it wouldn't have the Rolling Stones sound. Right. Same thing, the Beatles, or same thing, the the, the bands. So, uh, my advice for the new generation would be believe." In what you do and invest time and money in what you do because that thing will be different than many others yes you have to have the courage of your convictions that's what i exactly you know. and and look uh even though I, I play in all these different kind of bands play all this different kind of music uh you know in my career i use the tools that i lessons i learned in the panther burns all the time you know the the first lesson i learned and, and it was kind of like that that moment of shock when you were you were trying to figure out how to how to, <laughs> how to intersect with tav falco coming from where you were you know being a school musician and all and and when i had that moment i've said this before on the podcast but it's it's worth repeating alex chilton walked up to me and he said renee forget everything you know about music 
just follow Tav. Yes, 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 yes. That's a great lesson. Well, at this point, that what we should play together sometimes. Absolutely, Mario. I'd love to. You know, we we've been talking about it for uh, for a year now. We got to have you down in New Orleans. Come sit in with the iguanas and uh, and do some playing. And I would love to do that anytime, man. Yeah, anytime. man. We're, we're definitely going to make that happen. But uh, first, you got a big tour to get through, and yes. uh, so uh, we're kind of uh, on the downside here. We're going to wrap this up, but. Uh, but man, uh, I'm so happy to, to, to have the full uh, Roman band back in the States. And I'm sorry that you guys aren't going to make it to New Orleans this time around. But, uh, you know, give my love to Giuseppe and, and Walter and, of course, Tav. Thank and, you. Thank you, man. And, Thank you. and man, y'all stay safe out there on the road. And uh, uh, everybody look for the Panther Burns. You know, check, check uh, their website. They're going to be coming they're going everywhere you guys are starting in in new haven connecticut you're playing new york city you're playing all across the country playing in the west coast so yes uh, all through the mid-south uh all over the place so uh we finish on uh, los angeles on the 25th october 21st yes and then you uh everybody look for uh, mario's solo dates i know you're doing dates uh, you're leaving tomorrow to go play uh west virginia uh, west virginia yeah that, that's another uh, interesting things because i'm working with this this folk singer from new jersey uh, she's an italian american uh singer and percussionist and I play Sicilian folk songs. Nice. But I play those Sicilian folk songs a la Johnny Cash. That's that's interesting. I blend I blend rockabilly American roots with Sicilian roots. Is that uh, Michaela Mussolino? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, so all that all that's on your website. I'll put I'll put all those uh, those links in the show notes. Everybody can can uh, find what Mario's up to and the Panther Burns. And uh, all right, Mario. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, for spending some time with us, man. It's so so good to catch up with you and uh, you know get to experience get to talk about this uh, Panther Burn theory and tone science with you. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It was you know sharing this mutual experience <laughs> yes <laughs> it was it was great and uh, and you know when you talk about something and because if you don't if you never experienced tav uh yeah you can share uh, emotions but it's not the same thing when people experience tab being a panther burn right that, that that's something that's something <laughs> All right, well, uh, uh, for uh, our great guest, Mario Monteroso, I am Renee Coleman signing off from inside the Feral Zone. Good night. Good night. Getting out of Monaco, driving a Riva Motoscafo, Chaco robbed a casino.
checks Catch him if you can But do you know this man? His identity behind the mask Is the disguise of Lord 